0: Hi. Hi, Mel.
1: How's it going?
0: Well, at least you guys can hear me tonight. That's a plus. Praise God, that's good. Yeah.
1: Oh. I caught the end last night when, um, when Dad was praying. That's what I was able to get.
0: Uh-uh. So you guys, you guys finished Matthew last night.
1: I, I don't know. I, th- I think that they did. I was only able to catch the, the end of Dad's prayer. Okay. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, the study was on. Cecilia brought home a baby yesterday from school. It's part of her home ec uh-huh. human development and it um, cries and screams and does everything. And we've both been up since one because once you have mom ears, you can't turn them off. And um, she's been, he's so funny. She's so diligent about it. This morning I left at six a.m. and she was awake and I reminded her that she still had chores to do before she went. She went to school and um, with the dogs and then I came back and I brought her a cappuccino and uh, she um, came in after she was done. Came in my room after she was done with chores and she said, "Mom, you're a beast." Why, why am I a beast? She goes, the whole mom thing. Why did you do that? I was closing the door to get him to stop going out. And um, Then we sat on the bed and she put her head on my shoulder and we talked about babies and mom things and it was really cool. You hurt oh, him. Mom. Look at him. He's shaking. He's been shaking. Come here, Gussie. Come here, guys. try
2: to run out. He's been shaking. <laughs>
1: Come here, buddy. Is are there any other dogs out there? I don't know.
2: Could you find out, please? Hello, Sky. Hi, Dad. Other
1: dogs oh. out. Uh, let him out.
0: So, so, Dad, did you guys finish Matthew last night? Did you guys finish Matthew 28?
2: I'd rather do it over.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I was going to go into uh, faithfulness and unfaithfulness tonight, but we'll do that tomorrow night. We'll finish Matthew tonight.
2: Okay. I just wanted to hear it better.
0: A little bit <laughs> Aaron's not going to be joining us tonight he has a prior commitment
2: okay I guess the four or five of us will do it we're here
0: we're yep. all here yeah all right so in between hit the hit the mute button on your phone to reduce the background noise
1: how do you do that? Where is oh, that at? Mute
0: button on your phone?
1: Well, only on a different screen. Hang on.
0: All right, if we're, uh, I think that's good. I think she just got it. Did you I do something. it? Okay. Can I turn the light out? Yes. Okay. um, let's uh, let's say our prayers and get get moving on. Matthew twenty-eight tonight. And then tomorrow night we're gonna start our marriage series. But before we go into the, the marriage covenant, we're gonna cover faithfulness and unfaithfulness as it as it pertains to God. I think it's really, really important to understand what God calls faithfulness and unfaithfulness before you study the, 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 the covenant of marriage. Right. Um, because our definition of, of what is faithful and what is unfaithful is not necessarily is I can almost guarantee you that our definitions of faithfulness and unfaithfulness is not nearly as strict and stringent as what God's God's parameters are for, for faithfulness and unfaithfulness, right? Let's say our prayers. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Please watch over and keep us help us to receive your word. Open our eyes, open our ears and Holy spirit teacher of teachers. We ask you to get all that we should receive tonight from this final chapter in Matthew. And even though it's a short chapter, I think there's still something here for us. Please feed your sheep. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the sepulchre. So I, I want to point out to you, if you've ever wondered about the days in Genesis, right there, he explains to you, he says, at the end of the Sabbath, at the end of the Sabbath day is when the sun's coming up for the next day. That's right. To the Jews, the day did not end when the sun went down. The day ended when the sun came up. That will tell you what a blasphemy our time is. Our time is now the day ends in the middle of the night and the new day starts. That is a, it's a separate story for a different study, but that is an exaltation against God. And against the order that God has laid out. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, towards the first of the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. The angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And I, I get the impression that this angel is not a little angel that's powerful. I get the the, the impression that this is a big angel and that that big stone that covered that door oh. was a stool to him. All right. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment was white as snow, his clothes. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and they became like dead men. They, they were in shock. They stood still in shock. And the angel spoke and said unto the women, Don't fear, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And then go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There, you shall see him. Lo, I've delivered the message to you. i told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring the disciples word. And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. Oh. That means, hello, good morning a greeting and they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him now the reason i point out that that greeting means good morning it's a greeting it's strictly a greeting is that if anybody asks you about hail mary it doesn't mean to worship mary no it means greetings hello And then said Jesus unto them, "Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go, that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me." I want to point out in in the other testimonies, in the other books, the the epistles, when this story is told, you'll see that that when the disciples ran back to the the grave to the sepulcher they went inside and they looked and luke is specifically very careful to mention to describe to you what he sees inside what they see inside the sepulcher that they see the cloth the shroud that was on jesus folded up put to the side and the shroud that was over his face folded neatly and placed in the pile those of us from the West, we, we don't think anything of that. We read right over the top of that. But in Jewish, in, in Jewish heritage, in Jewish culture, when a master got up from the table, if he planned to come back, he would lay his cloth. He would take his cloth off of his neck and he would lay it down on the table open. And if he laid it down on the, on the table open, that meant he was coming back. He was coming back to continue his meal. But if he folded the cloth and left it neatly folded on the corner of the table, that meant it is done. I'm finished. You can take all the food away. Clean it up. And that's what Jesus did. The shroud that was over him was folded neatly and placed on the corner of the table which is the master's indication to the servants. That's it. I'm finished. It's complete. And when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. So they they came in and they, they didn't show it. What they did was they came in and they reported it. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Testify this story. His disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and we'll take care of you, we'll protect you. So they took the money and they did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke unto them. All power is given unto me in heaven and in in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. You know, I like to picture these things. And we, as we talked before, each one of these guys, this is their testimony. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's their That's testimony. Right. This is their gospel. What they saw, what they heard, what they felt. And, you know, Matthew, Matthew was a tax collector. It's amazing to me, having been a man that lived a pretty sinful life in my younger years, how we testify. The way that we might share our testimony is different from the other guys. So Matthew saw that some doubted. He probably saw that one doubted. But he didn't mention anybody's name. He didn't point out the doubt that was in Thomas. Right. He didn't point that out. He just said and Some doubted because he gave a generic description of his testimony. And I think, I, I personally think that that's because those of us who have sinned the most are least inclined to point out the flaws in others especially if we have to point them out specifically against a certain person. We understand our own corruption, uh, the grace that brought us out of the place where we were. And so we tend to give a more generic testimony. And and if you pay attention to those pieces of testimony from each of these guys, you can see their character, the, the difference of character, in each of their testimonies, Dad, do you have anything to add?
2: No. Uh, we we worked last night, and you had some things to it that was, I think, uh, helpful to me. That I I knew about the clause being uh, folded and everything, but I did not know the meaning of it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's strictly a Middle Eastern Jewish culture thing, and it's strictly among those who were who had servants so you right. had to be of high standing to yeah. to to use that um that symbolism
2: mm-hmm.
0: or that indicator that way of messaging your your servants
2: yeah yeah without telling
0: yes yeah. so again tomorrow night we will start on um we're going to start on we're going to do a bible study for a few days on unfaithfulness and faithfulness. Okay. What words are used in the Bible? What they mean to God? What is unfaithful and what is faithful to God? And then from there we can go into the the covenant of marriage. Um, because again, I I I myself learned a tremendous amount by reading and studying. What does God say is unfaithful or faithful? Right, Dad. Would you pray us out?
2: Sure. Our Father in Heaven, thank you tonight for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, always. There is no unfaithfulness in you. And Father, you called Israel your wife. And she was a very unfaithful wife. But Lord, you kept bringing her back. And Father, we just pray that we would begin to understand the patience that a father or a husband has to have in order to keep those that he's in authority of, those that he blesses, and those that he with the ability of your grace. Father, thank you for caring for us. Thank you for the day that you've given us. Thank you for the hope, Father, that we have in us. And we give you praise, Father, and honor. May we honor you, Lord, in everything that we do, in our words, in our manner of life, in our walk with you, Father. May we truly, Lord, learn to encounter the love and the grace that you have for us, Father. And Lord, that uh, all that you've showed us in the Old Testament, we see the New Testament, Lord, to know that Jesus is our husband, will be our husband. Right now, Lord, we're maidens. And We're we're waiting, we're waiting for his return for the marriage. Thank you, Father, for depicting all of this in your work. Lord, we lift up this country to you, Father, and your faithfulness to us. And Lord, call us, call us back, Father. Bless this nation again. And keep us strong, faithful, and help us, Lord, to look to you. You said, Lord, if my people who call themselves by my name will honor themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal the land. And Father, this has never changed from the time it was given in Second Chronicles. And so Father, we, we need to remember. And all through your word, Lord, you talk about remembering. And then, Father, we fail miserably. And we ask you, Lord, tonight to help us to remember. Remember the things you've taught in your word. And, Father, to be faithful in eating and partaking of your word, let it be a lamp under our feet and a light under our path, that we will follow you, Lord, with all of our heart. I ask your blessings, Lord, over each of us on this call tonight, and all those, Lord, who might listen to it later on, that, Father, we would truly begin to partake of your word and make it so important in our lives. We pray it in Jesus' sweet name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Good night, family. Good night.
2: Good night, my loves.